it. Start it up. Take the helm, D. Start us out, D. Come on. <laughs> what is this, D? What is this show? You're not going to do it? You're not going to do it? Not today. What? what are we listening to? I'm not getting paid every week to do this. Table talk with Ricky's family. There we go. Wow. All right, somebody. Welcome and thank you for listening. Wow. Very sexy Kathleen Turner-esque voice. Mm-hmm. Table talk with Ricky's family heard all across the nation and the globe. We welcome you to a, a little bit of insight uh, to our family. Uh, the ups, the downs, the joys, the sads, the mads, the glads. And we're here on a Sunday afternoon, very late Sunday afternoon, very uncharacteristic of us to record in the afternoon. We do know the Vikings' outcome. The Vikings, well, can we ruin it for people? Yes, tough beans. The Vikings did beat the Detroit Lions, who remain winless. And uh, they had to squeak one out with a last-minute field goal. But uh, the Minnesota Vikings are now 2-3, and three, the Detroit Lions 0-5. Oh I do not know the outcome of the Green Bay-Cincinnati game. They went to overtime. Oh. You didn't watch it? I, I <laughs> no. saw the. I, I heard at the end of the game they missed a field goal. Oh, it was so awesome! Five consecutive missed field goals to end the game. It was Packers missed one with two minutes left, and then Bengals missed one, and then Packers missed one with, at the last second. So that sent it to overtime. Yep. And then Packers had a chance to win it with a field goal in overtime, missed it. Bengals had a chance to win it with a field goal in overtime. Missed it. Don't tell so me. Five consecutive missed field goals. And they weren't long. They were missing like 30, 40-yard field goals. And then finally, whether you want to call him Mason Crosby or Mason Crossbar, uh, Mason Crosby did no! lead the pack. Did they both have former Vikings kickers or what? Yeah, left no, neither, uh, neither Vikings. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple on the field, but uh, it was – Mike Zimmer, I'm sure, is looking at those two as as potential draft uh, as potential trade opportunities because they would certainly fit as a Vikings kicker. <laughs> Why to the great. right? That's one of the funniest things I saw in a kicker's application for the Vikings when they put the X in, and it's three inches to the the X is not in the box; it's three inches to the yeah. left or to the right. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Yep. Well, uh, good afternoon, uh, Matthew, and uh, everybody else that's listening at whatever time you're listening to. We appreciate you downloading this each and every week. We have kind of an interesting week this week. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening very recently. I don't know how much you want to go into it, but um, McLaren, it's uh, we had a pretty rough go last night. Uh I was already in bed. I had to work at early in the morning, and at 12.30, the phone rang, uh, and Mick picked up the phone, and uh, it was McLaren. And nobody wants to get a, a phone call at 12.30 in the morning, especially it's when, you're, when it's your uh, child. And uh, she was very composed, and uh, Mom handled it well and said, what's wrong? And you handled it the right way, McLaren, by saying, uh, something bad has happened. I am okay. Please don't worry about it. I am okay. But something really bad is happening uh, to a place that I was just at right now. And that was, um, I'll speak for you if that's okay, mm-hmm. uh, that you were, uh, Mom, maybe you can go ahead and, and explain your phone call because I was half out of it because I was she already She said sleeping. she was at Truck Park. It's a bar located in uh, St. Paul on West 7th Street. And many people have probably already heard the news that there was a, Shooting there last night, um, 
one person, um, young woman, was killed and I think 14 others injured, um, three of which were the shooters, so who cares about them? Right. Um, anyway, um, by the grace of God, McLaren was there with two friends, as she usually is on the weekends. <laughs> it's become a favorite spot for her and her um, posse of friends. And for some reason last night, McLaren had to go to the bathroom. And unlike any other time when she's gone to the bathroom there, she decided not to go to the bathroom there. She decided to walk to a different place to go to the bathroom and left the facility. And when she walked in, she saw behind her chaos all of a sudden. And uh, she didn't know what was going on, but she ran and went to the bathroom and came out and exited the building she was in, only to see a woman laying on the ground who had been shot in the leg and um, was begging for help. Well, um, bleeding, you know, obviously. And uh, people yelling and screaming and running everywhere. And... Um, People were yelling at her to shut the door and to get back inside. So she did that, but was also at the same time saying, my friends are in that bar. I need to get to my friends, um, which wisely she did not. Um, and sadly, she was there with um, three, two people and herself and... Um, the girl who McLaren has gone to school with since she was in kindergarten uh, was at the table by herself when this all went down because the other person had also gone to the bathroom. Uh, they used the one at the park. And McLaren's friend uh, thought it was balloons going off um, and then quickly realized it wasn't. And she did everything right. She hit the ground. Uh, crawled inside a vacant um, food truck there and was laying on the ground inside the food truck. And um, a man came into the food truck with her who had been shot. So she started administering help to him. Her hands were full of blood and she was, uh, she called 911. And that is all her friends can really remember because she kind of blacked out the rest of it. The next thing mm -hmm. she knows is that she was uh, down the street at um, Tom Reed's and found the third person they were with there. Um, and they were able to get an Uber and get out of there quickly. Um, and then I was on the phone with McLaren for about an hour while she was in this other place. And, um, just you could hear the chaos going on around her, and um, you know some ladies were very distressed, and friends trying to help her to calm down. And anyway, uh, that was the night, and um, McLaren obviously had a guardian angel on her side. Can't do that to me right now. <laughs> Um, it's no. very yes, it's very serious. Mom, you did a great job there. Um, it is. I don't know why you were called out to 
why you chose to do that. It's I, I, I'm I'm glad that you were. I am sorry for your uh, your good friend that went through. I can't imagine that to go through um, to see that or to be part of that would be very difficult. That is fight or flight. That is, do you stop and help this person that needs your help, or do you walk past that person for your own safety? It is such a um, it's such a dilemma, and the fact that uh, everybody that you knew made it safe. That being said, when you talk about divine intervention, the poor gal that was 20 years old that was just going out for a, a beer or a gin and tonic or whatever it was on a Saturday night to lose her life uh, while in the clutches of her, her friend um, who's trying to help her and, and she's fading off is so real and one of the saddest things that yeah. that people have had and to go through. And the thing through. is, as the parent in this situation, I'm so thankful that McLaren was safe, and yet at the same time, I'm so sorrowful that other parents didn't have that same outcome. And that just breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thanks, Mom, for telling the story because I don't think I'd be able to, but it's... Um, yeah, it was not a fun situation to be put in. And everyone that's been reaching out to me and asking if I'm okay, if everyone I was with is safe. Um, one of their questions was, "Did was it a weird night? Like, did you see signs that this was going to happen? And we've been going to Truck Park now pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And, like, you start seeing the same people at the bar each weekend because you just, you're all there. And it's like, festive. There's yes, good, there's good a, weather. They have the, the garage doors yes. up on the side. This is on West 7th across from Cassetta's. If you don't know, it's a, a, a bar that has several different food trucks that are permanent in this structure, but they have the glass garage doors that are usually open if weather allows. And it's just like it's an extended party outside, not party, but an extended festive atmosphere that's fun to go to. So, yeah. And then there was nothing that was out of the ordinary. Like there was nothing that triggered that, that we saw leading up to that point. Cause I left within 10 seconds of when the shooting started to happen. Um, there was nothing abnormal. There were more people there than usual, but there was like no fights leading up to it. There was no sketchy activity happening. Like we know what the bar looks like on a normal basis now and everything was normal. There wasn't something that was like, oh my gosh, those guys are, look like they're fighting and are going to pull out guns. It was one second, everything was normal. And the next second there was mass chaos and I was not inside the bar to know what that was like, but. I just saw people running and hitting into the window of where I went. And I was, I just assumed there was a bar fight because that happens at bars. I'm like, oh, someone must have had a bar fight. I went to the bathroom, got out. And then when I saw that woman, clearly there was unfortunately no bar fight. Mm. And someone's life was taken. Well, and that's just how. uh, You just, you don't think that these things are going to happen to you. You think like, oh, you've been going to this bar for so long. It's safe. Nothing sketchy has ever happened there that I've been. I've I've been going for a while. There has never been something that made me feel unsafe there. Mm-hmm. When you hear about these things on the news and like you see it in movies and you're like, that's never going to happen to me because I would not put myself in an unsafe situation. But you just don't know. And details, you know, this isn't, well, I, I can't even say it. 
you can't compare it to the, the the morons in the movie theaters that go and 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 are try to get their fifteen minutes of fame because, like you said, this wasn't just an all out start shooting. It wasn't a fight. That wasn't any um, a t- tension that was building that you could see or anybody no. heard. And it's not that big of a place where. You might not. If there's a fight, you would know. You, you would hear it's echoey and it's, it's not open. soundproof. Yeah, Correct. it's all open. Like if there was something going on, you would have been able to see it. And there was lots of people there. So people, you know, when things like that happen, they either leave or you can hear like yelling, people right. going back and it's forth. Escalating. And there was none of that. Well, and I just through my own contacts, I've been in touch with the the St. Paul police chief and uh, the sheriff Fletcher as well. And I don't really need to express what they uh, told me. They didn't tell me anything crazy, but um, I, I did compliment uh, Chief Todd Extel uh, from the St. Paul Police Department with. There was I watched videos of it. There was mass chaos. There was a lot going on and. Isn't it funny? Not funny. It's is it ironic that once the police arrived, yeah, EMTs were there as well. But once the police arrived, who were the first responders, and they had just about every squad from St. Paul uh, honing in on this area. And, the, and all, the, all squads were called to that location. Correct. And then the sheriff's department of Ramsey County kind of backed up everything else around the the city. But once the uh, there was a police presence, there was order. There was, okay, now we need to assess this crime scene, which it was. Uh, they need to get the evidence for the shell casings that are out, for the uh, administer. Um, and, and I don't know at this time if they knew who they were trying to flee from. You know, Well, and- no, they didn't because they, last night, because I was obsessed with following this um, and was basically up all night doing that, they thought they had one in custody on en route to the hospital and they were looking for two and in fact put out a description of two guys mm. and then it it's reported this morning that all three were shot and all three were at the hospital and they were known to each other in some way shape or form is what my guess is i don't have confirmation of that and know. that's that's not from uh, uh, Sheriff Fletcher. Well, they were Chief all Excel. around the same age, which makes me think that they were probably together. I don't, you know. I don't know. I mean, we can speculate, right. but at the end of the day, there's no right. Who Those knows? details aren't out yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's what makes me so frustrated is that those handguns, which you need to know how to handle one, there's just the the people that don't have a licensed handgun. Okay, stop. Wait, you wait, have no idea. Just wait, wait. Are not seasoned uh, gun handlers. But they don't I'm going to stop. You don't know if they have a license. I'm not defending them in any way, but you don't know. So you can't make that blanket statement that they didn't have license. I'm not, you, and I'm no way defending them. My guess, but, my guess would be if it's, if it's three people that know each other and have guns, it's likely gang-related. People don't just carry guns around like that, really. So. No, no, and not you're use right. Them. But maybe someone is, is armed, but like you usually don't have three buddies that are just going out for beers that all have guns. Like yes, that is that is very true. And in that situation, if you have a conceal and carry permit, would you be would you be apt to fire back, or do you think you're going to escalate the situation? Well, so clearly, and you just right. get you out don't of know. I mean, which that could be part of this story that we find out too. Yeah. 
We don't but, know that part so yet. Right. Here's my question, and I don't think there's an answer to this. But so this has happened at Truck Park. Now, clearly, they'll be closed for a while. I'm not going to be running back there anytime soon. How does a bar overcome something like this? You had, I think, Chief Axel started in 1989, and this is the largest mass shooting that he has had in Did his in his time. Wow. Um, and I read that. I believe it was from the St. Paul Police. In his page. time with the, for, on the force, yes. this is the... Yeah. So how does a bar overcome something like that? Like, how are they going to show people that it's safe to be here? I, I don't know. I think uh, the thing is, if people are going through a metal detector, that does ensure, um, at least that the guns are not getting inside. The problem is... What's unique about that bar is how it opens up to the sidewalk. That would have to be gone. So, and also, go ahead, Matt. I was just say, even then, though, like, I don't know. You could, I mean, there can be a shooting outside of any bar. Windows, right? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And then I, I was thinking, like, the security. I did see a video, and security. I don't know if they were helping someone, if they were trying to take someone down, but security reacted right away. Yes. Yes. But um. Then I'm thinking, well, do they have to hire a police officer? Like the bar personally hire a police officer to stand in there for I'm a while? I'm don't already. Well, let me just say one thing that um, Sheriff Fletcher did say. If I'm parked outside, this doesn't happen. Yeah, because the police are um, there. Right. And he said, unfortunately, there just aren't enough officers at night when they have to go out and patrol the entire city. Um, to be everywhere at once. You know, in the daytime, there is a strong police presence there um, on that street. They they walk the beat uh, on West 7th, yeah, up and down always, the street. Always, please. Um, and, you know, I don't even know if they're needed there in the daytime. I've never seen anything even remotely sketchy. No. You know, you have a homeless population, but they seem to stay to themselves. I don't ever I've never... see any problems caused. I And I'm sure I'm naive to it, it too. It, well, there there is as, it is escalating. Tom Reed has expressed to me, showed me video. Uh, we uh, ate at Moe's a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and Moe said, it's sad because, and I don't think this is this what Moe was talking about, there's a lot of mental illness, and that's where some of those random attacks come in. There's drug use, there's mental illness, and then there's the um, the, the the gang bangers that are coming around to, to just see what they can get. And it's it needs to be addressed. I don't have a silver, round them all up and get, that's, I don't know what the answer is. But the there needs to be is, something done other than talk about, let's have them all be touchy-feely and have a, a wonderful program for guys that are 25. It's not just going to affect Truck Park. That's the thing. It's going to be the whole street. It's going to be that whole street of um, very notable St. Paul restaurants and establishments and shops. Um, They're all going to be affected. Why would you put yourself in a situation like that? Like we were even talking about like we love Tom Reed's. We love Tom Reed's. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, we don't want to go to Tom Reed's anymore now because if people aren't going to truck park, where else are they going to go? Not saying that these three guys are going to be going to the bar because that's not going to be the case, but those truck parks not going to be open, so all those people aren't going to be going out to bars. Well, are they going to all go to Tom Reed's now? It's just like it. It 
the whole thing is just like sad because it affects so many people. And then if you're working at Truck Park now, you're not you're out of a job for a while, right. and you're scared. You survived who's COVID. Gonna go, who's gonna go work at Truck Park? Yeah, and right. we also talked I'm about not, the Wild Games. That's like a huge area for Wild Games. We talked about that too. We're like, we just walked down the street the other night to go to the Wild Game yeah. and thought nothing of it and did not feel. No. Scared. I've I've walked on that street for a while now, and I have never once felt unsafe or scared. Now, granted, there are situations that happen to people. Sure. I'm I'm aware of that. I'm aware, aware of my surroundings. Yep. But I've never been put in a situation where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really not okay. I'm really not safe. Also, there's police officers there all the time. Yeah. Okay, but so – go ahead, Matthew. This, I mean, this is obviously like a, a fairly unprecedented one. This is a much larger – Right. Mm-hmm. Shooting than mm-hmm. others that have occurred. Usually, if someone is shot, it's either one person or a yes. straight bullet or some sort of thing like that. At the same time, though, it's definitely obviously super traumatic for everyone that was there and involved. And mm-hmm. you're going to have a thing in the back of your mind always about truck parts, no doubt. Yeah. At the same time, I think a lot of people, I mean, that if you're not there, it doesn't really resonate with you as much. And so <laughs> I would be surprised if truck park doesn't have, I mean, a resurgent. To where it's normal. I didn't think uh, about that part. I, I, I just because most people, yes, it's a big deal, but it didn't really affect their day to day like it like it did you or anyone else that knew someone that was there. So in yeah. their mind, they won't have that. And like, yes, there was a shooting, but it's very, I don't know, it's a very unlikely event. Super unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. I would be surprised just because where those bars are, I, I think they'll all re like come back just as they exist right now. That's a that's a good point, Matt. And I didn't think about that. And I'm also like, I I was involved in it. So for me, I'm hesitant about going back totally. to Truck Park. And like I already said, like going even out to a bar now, it's like I've always felt safe at Truck Park. I feel safe at Tom Reed's. But even any bar, like, are you really that safe? People are drinking and making dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, this is a vital part of St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the rest of St. Paul, the city portion has failed greatly um we need i'm sorry i don't hate to get political but that little boy mayor needs to leave he needs to be done (laughs) this just happens to be like the main drag that has all the fun stuff it does Um, yeah and we can't afford for it to fail and unfortunately we're hearing from so many of those business owners saying we don't think we can keep this going it's not worth it. And what and what they express is they need a larger police presence. And, and a mayor that's willing to listen to them and work with them. And unfortunately, they're hitting a brick wall. Right. Because he's saying we need more strategic programs in place for public safety. Uh, what does that mean? The strategic program is you need more cops on the street and, and you you have to get over Again, the uh, the police in, in all cities have never been 100% perfect. There's, yeah. there's good cops. There's bad cops. Uh, there's good guys. There's bad guys. And we have to get over this thing where um, the people are saying, this is how you are going to police. Uh, yes, the George Floyd going down at the hands of that moron that didn't realize – he shouldn't be doing that. And the other cops that didn't intervene and say, yeah. this is not a good idea. 100%. Yeah. But it's not every cop that does that. And the impurities of, of every police uh, district 
I, I don't have the answer to, but we need more cops in in the metropolis. That's a weird. Why did you have to say in the, metropolis? In every, in every, <laughs> in every city that. that's close to the yeah, tallest we buildings. We didn't need that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that you're absolutely right. Is like. Unfortunately, there's bad people in every, um, yeah, in every organization. Yes, yes, thank you. And and I know cops have had a lot of bad things happen where there's really bad cops out there. But also, like last night when this happened, who did everyone call? Who yes. came right away? Shut down the street. Like the first responders last night. Like it was actually amazing. I mean, no one should have to see that. They have to put a that plan aftermath. in action instantly. They had that street blocked up with caution tape, and they just kept flooding in. And then they're going to all these people that are literally laying on the sidewalk of the bar, bleeding, like gunshot wounds, bleeding. And these men and women are just strolling in and going right to who they can help. And then the ambulances start showing up, and they they just knew what to do. Like there was no question of like. Oh, well, what do we do now? It's like they knew what their job was right when they got there. They all dispersed and just started assessing the situation. It was incredible to see that, but horrifying to have to watch them unfold the situation like that. And those that. poor people oh. have to go home. Yes. I was going to say, it's balls of steel. I, would, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Oh, right. no, you know, no, everyone, you hear about shooting and everyone's running away and they run <laughs> to it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Totally. Yes. Gone. And I read an article, and it, they literally said there are gunshot bullets all all around the bar. Oh uh, my goodness! Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, you saw over. some uh, some casing uh, uh, identification outside. numbers for um, uh, yeah evidence. Well, because there was blood splatters also right outside my door. It was so crazy. And mom, your prayer, you tell that thing. I like that part about the story. Well. <laughs> Uh, this is gets a little religious, but I went um, was going to bed last night feeling very uh, anxious and a lot of anxiety about really Sophia being out, and I don't know why, but I I was feeling uncomfortable about that. I didn't know McLaren was out; she doesn't live with us, so I I didn't know what her plans were last night. Um, Gabe was home and in bed, uh, but anyway, I said a couple prayers and. Then I said uh, the angel of God prayer, which I've been saying since I was a little girl. That was my prayer with my dad. And we always said it before I went to bed every night. Um, uh, so can you, can you belt it out right yeah, now? Angel of God, my guardian, dear, to whom God's love and trust me. Ever this day be at my side. And last night I said, ever this day be at her side. And at the end of the prayer, I said, um, I'm good tonight. To my guardian angel, I don't need you. Protect my daughter. Only I thought it was going to Sophia, but I... I <laughs> the angel really, was like, really that. Believe, up in the message, yeah. yeah, I really believe that McLaren was the one that was protected last night. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I don't know why, but... but I mean, reason. that's insane that you were gone in the, the 10 seconds that that happened. You were gone. You guys, it doesn't... It, really doesn't make any sense to me and i feel guilty um that i wasn't in the bar and that my friend had to be in there alone yeah that's but, really but sad. even she said to you mclaren god had me in there because i was going to help that man who was shot he had you where you needed to be 
And had you been in that bar, maybe you were one of the people that was going to be shot. No, it's just... Because you don't handle that stuff well. You get in people's faces <laughs> to say, hey, <laughs> stop shooting. It's she like goes in teacher, teacher yes. mode. What stop. are you doing? Put that gun down. Yeah. Uh, as far as Truck Park and, and their resurgency or, or however long it takes... Um, this poor 20-whatever-year-old uh, that lost her soul that we'll learn much more about, thankfully, in, in her short shortened life over the news. Um, you know, possibly her family will, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it really depends on you want to honor that life and not come back too early to say, hey, we're back here partying or, you know, we're, we're op- I should say open for business. So that the, the respect for life there factor has to factor in. But I'm, I'm with Matthew. I think it will make uh, a full recovery, and we don't want to forget this person's memory or these people that were injured. Um, and that's, a, that's where the social part of the community coming together will determine that. But I don't think a, a, a boycott, not a boycott, or avoiding no. truck park is is in their future, especially um, with the, the number of people that come through downtown uh, to watch wild games and other events. It's amazing with that many people shot that there is only one person that it has died. Perished. I don't know. I, can say, I can't speak too soon because all those people are still in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, right. No, it, right. And, and we don't really know the extent of anyone's injuries. None of that has been released. Anyway, last week we had the wonderful wedding news, and this week it's um, stark different. Yeah, it's it is different, but that's life in a family, and that's why you listen yeah. to Table Talk to find out just what uh, you know life's ups and downs, and you know we don't sugarcoat anything. Whatever we say here on our podcast is is live and in living audio color, and. It's a somber one, and again, our hearts go out to that poor soul's family that they lost her, their, mm, their daughter. I just can't. Uh, the friend that was there, all the people that were involved, uh, including McLaren's friend and, and all the people. And thank God for the first responders. Uh, and maybe we should just do a little shortened podcast because I don't think we have anything upbeat to talk about. And maybe we'll hit 5 o'clock mass and nativity and... Uh, <laughs> see what happens after that, huh? Matthew, you're excused from mass and nativity today. How's that? Thank you very much. All right. All right. All right. Well, we will go uh, say a little prayer to drop a prayer to for those that were all involved. Probably back with a little more upbeat uh, table talk with Rookie's family next week. Um, thank you for being part of our family here with your ears. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Table Talk with Rookie's family. <laughs>